So my opening scripture today is Acts uh, 17, 6. If you've uh, got a Bible or if you've got a phone, that's cool, you version, whatever. It's also going to be up here. My awesome son back there will be popping those up. Acts 17, 6. Now, what we're about to read is there's Paul and Silas, and actually Timothy uh, is with them at this moment. And they're going around and they're doing some cool stuff. Now, how many know we need, a, we, we need a Paul in our life, we need a Silas in our life, and we need a Timothy in our lives? We need a brothers, we need people that we're ministering to under us, you know, and, the, and we need people above us who are ministering to us, and the people who hold us accountable to that ministry, right? Amen. So this is going on. And in Acts 17, 6, it says, But when they, Paul and Silas, did not find them, or I'm sorry, not when they, the people looking for Paul and Silas, could not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, those who have turned the world upside down. Come on, somebody. Let's go. Those who have turned the world upside down have come here to our city too. Or another way it could be said is these guys have changed the game and they've taken this Jesus thing to the next level. You know, Jesus did say, when I'm gone... You're going to do greater things. Someone say greater things. You're going to do greater things than even he did. Because he's going to send the Holy Spirit to come upon all of us to be able to do the works of Christ. Some of us just need to receive that and believe that we're going to do greater things. That's a whole nother message. So I'm not going to go there. But today, what I want to do is I want to continue a series that pastor started a few weeks ago called Big God in a Small City. And I titled my message, Next Level. And you, you know what? And you can, you can hoop and holler today. Just want to let you know. I'm a hoop and holler kind of person. It helps me, actually. But when I think of the next level, I think of, how many think of video games? And I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about like the 80s video games. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't got nothing on. Today's video games ain't got nothing on the 80s video games. I'm just saying. They got better graphics. That's it. All right, now, for all my teenagers start throwing stuff at me, I'll just move on. But when I think of Next Level, I do. How many gamers do we have here today? I mean, now or used to be in the 80s, right? Okay. Char's like, yeah. You know it. See, I'm an OG, man. I'm old school. I am old school. I'm, I'm an Atari, Sega, you know, right? Sega! I even remember the opening, you know, and you get a little sonic, you know, and 64 and PlayStation and maybe PlayStation 2 a little bit. And then after that, I kind of just, I just got too busy. (laughs) I just stopped gaming. But what I really loved was I would go to the arcade and I would drop bags of quarters at the arcade. Back in the day, we'd play me a little burger time and some rampage. Little aliens going up the thing and just going and, and beating those things. And that's what I did. But what I really loved, I loved me some Super Mario Bros. Love them guys. I oh, There was always a new boss at the end. I'm trying to, to save a princess. I'm trying to get to the next level. But I would get so frustrated. I would come and in there, you know, whatever game I was playing when I was young. I don't know about you, but I get frustrated, you know, and I'm playing a game. 
And I'm sitting there going, and I get to the boss level. And I'm playing, and I'm playing, and I enter it in. And Isaac and I were talking about this. We're like, you know, he's like, you go into that next level, and you do all these things, boom, and then you die. And you're like, oh. So you go back in, and you do the same thing again, hoping it works this time. And then you go, and you, and you jump, jump uh, and you die. So you go back in, and it restarts. Thankful there's restarts. And you go, well, this time, it must have been that I was too slow. So I'll do the same thing, only faster. And I just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And I keep, would keep dying. And then I'd get hit by a turtle and I'd shrink. I felt so small. Come on, that was a good joke. I practiced that all morning. You ever get hit and feel so small? And then I would die, but then I would start again. And I'd do the same thing over and over and over. And I don't care what you say. Like, I had my kids play. I, had, I, got, I bought one of those Super NES little retro things that have all the games on them. And I started playing, and, and they were like, oh, Dad, those are dumb. I'm like, all right, you play them. And they got on, and they're playing, and they're dead, dead, die, dead. I'm like, see? You can play all day on your games, but you try and play, right, Chad? You try and play our games. We're children of the 80s, baby. You play our games, and they are hard. Getting to the next level. The graphics may not be good, but, the, you know, the games, that's what it's about. And I would just, anybody ever had that face? Come on, come on, come on, I'm going to beat this boss. Come on, I'm going to beat this boss. Come on. And then you finally get so frustrated, you do it over and over and over and over and over again. And then finally, ah! And you walk out. And you quit. And then I realized later from someone else that all I needed was a power-up. I should have entered the room with fireballs. Or I should have, right? I should have went back and I should have supersized Mario. But I kept starting over a small little Mario. And it was frustrating. So as it is, I've realized when I think of leveling up or going to the next level, it's the same realization of our lives where we live every single day. We want change. We want to see things better. We want our lives and our family's lives and those around us, what? To get to the next level. But we keep doing the same things and expecting different results. Maybe we're acting on what we know, but it seems that we get stuck and we can't get where we want to go. Maybe it's an addiction in your life that you're dealing with and you want to get past it, but you keep. Maybe it's a sickness or disease that you're dealing with in your life. Maybe it's a marriage that's been stale and you want to see that passion once again. Maybe your relationship with your children. Lord, help me. Maybe your walk with Christ has been up and down and you just missed that fire. Like I said, I'm preaching to myself. I remember when I was 11 years old and I gave my life to Jesus at a camp. And man, I could run through a wall. But over the years, I let things around me. I missed that passion. And then when Lindy and I both, I rededicated my life and Lindy gave her life to Christ. Uh, almost 22 years ago, 23 years ago. It was like that, that just passion, that fire once again. 
We end up getting frustrated. We get angry. We get jealous. We get anxious in our lives. And what do we do? We just throw it all away and we quit. Slam it down. I can't do this anymore. I can't be a dad. I can't be a mom. I can't do this job anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't. And, but yet we, what we don't realize is we're just doing the same thing over again and over again and over again. And we just can't get to that next level. You don't have to raise your hand, but is anyone here with me? I'm not saying I have it all together. I'm still in those situations. There's days where I deal with that. Amen. If, but here's the thing I want you to think about today. If we want to get next level results, we need to do Next level things. How do I know? The woman with the issue of blood stepped out of her comfort zone and she touched Jesus' hem. Right? A teenager named David, teenagers, a teenager named David walked past a whole army and used a sling and a stone to defeat the enemy. That's next level. Naaman dipped himself seven times in the dirty Jordan River to be cured of leprosy. Well, you kidding me? What? I got to do what? Yeah, go dip yourself in a dirty river. Are you kidding? Yes, go do it. It's next level. Trust me. Esther approached the king when in that time she could have been killed. But she went next level. Jesus stepped out of heaven, became a man even though he was sinless. He took our sin upon him. He was beaten for our disease. He died a horrendous death to bridge the gap between us and God. That's next level. If we want next level Results, we got to do next level things. Like Paul and Silas, we want to get to a place where we turn things upside down. But how? Well, I want to I show you today in, in Scripture of what I believe God is speaking to us today and spoke, spoke to my life of how we can turn things upside down. In Acts 16, 25 through 34, here's Paul and Silas. So we're just going back. We just heard about them. Now let's go back a chapter. It says, about midnight... How many know that midnight's the darkest part, man? Dark times. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Hallelujah. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. And obviously, in that time, if they escaped, he'd get killed himself. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you. Come on, parents. Come on, parents. You and your whole household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. And at the hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed the wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. Come on, parents. He and his whole household. Y'all just better just start speaking that right now. Me and my whole household. So these were the men that we read about in the opening of my message that went from uh, these were men who were in prison, who were chained, who were in a dark situation to men where who were known as ones who turn in the world upside down. Maybe you're here and you're in a dark place. Maybe you're in a prison, possibly of your own making. Maybe you're shackled to addiction, to anger, to depression, to religion, to sickness. And you want to go from where you are 
to the next level to turn your world upside down. You want freedom. You want victory. The good news is, is God's word will show us how. This scripture today, I believe God put in my heart and will also work for you. Everybody say, that's good news. And I'll give you free steak knives for 1990. No, I'm just kidding. If we want next level results, we need to do next level things. So what truths can we see that gave Paul and Silas the ability ability to go to the next level? Well, the first thing that I want to point out is it says in in the very first verse that we read, it says about midnight. Okay, so we'll just stop right there about midnight. It was dark. It was the darkest part. You know, we all go through dark times in our lives that we feel maybe it's the darkest part of our life. Some of us have gone through certain dark places. Sitting in prisons. But what you read right after that is about midnight, Paul and Silas. Everybody say Paul and Silas. If we want next level results, we the first truth I want to share with you is we need next level partners. We need next level relationships. Amen? When I was playing Mario, I was fine. But it was just tough to get through the game. But later on, they designed Mario to where you could play more than just one person at a time. And you could have Luigi there with you. Woo! And that was fun, playing with two people, right? Because they could do all kinds of different things. And they could fight with you. I didn't have to do it by myself anymore. That's next level stuff right there. So I needed a solid partner. Right? I'm Mario, right? I needed somebody in my life. I needed a Luigi. Joe, come up here. Luigi. Luigi, yes. There's a game that Christian used to, uh, a Luigi game that Christian used to like to play, and Luigi would just go around the whole thing and go, Mario, Mario, right? So, anyway. So... So playing, playing as Mario is great, but having a Luigi is next level. Why? Because who you spend your time with and consult with and listen to matters. And I know someone's out there going to say, but Jesus ate with sinners all the time. Jesus ate with sinners because he had a next level mindset. He loved them, but he didn't spend time and get counsel for them. He got counsel from who? His father. He spent time with pouring into people's lives and People taking care of him and getting away, right? So I'm not saying you can't be around other people, but what I'm saying is you need Luigi's in your life. You need someone who you can spend your time with, who consult and listens. Choose to have relationships that aren't complainers, that aren't negative all the time, that aren't worldly, that aren't enablers. Find someone like a Joe in my life. Now, I could put this hat on many men in this church, but I've chosen Joe because he's in the front row. (laughs) but also you didn't know I was a poet and didn't even know it but I chose Joe because there I can tell you about my Luigi and I'll try not to get emotional there's been many times in my life that I've been the complainer right and I've had to switch roles and I've been the complainers right I'll give you this back up yeah Everybody wants to take pictures of how good looks. Yeah. I look good in green. Huh? But there's times I complain, and Joe, and Joe would share with me, and he'd say, Drew, quit complaining. Quit being negative. 
God's doing a work in you. And he would encourage me. And he would cause me to say, you're right. And there was times that we could talk to each other and he would hold me accountable. And I could hold him accountable. And he knows that I could come to him and say, Joe, I don't know if that's the right thing. And we could communicate and we could fight this fight together. How many know we need a Mario and a Luigi? We need Luigis in our life. For you women, you need a Luigiette. I don't know. (laughs) I'd say princess, but you're the one we're supposed to be rescuing. But that's not in my world. You guys are just as strong as anyone else. Stay there. Silas could have whined and he could have complained and he could have looked at Paul and said, well, we're in these chains. I guess this is how it ends. I guess we just stay here, Paul. Thanks for nothing. Thanks for getting me into this situation. You know what? We should just, if we, if we ever get out of this situation, I'm going to kill you myself. And then we're going back home. I'll drag your body just to show everybody, right? Like, I mean, you could have, how many have had people like that in your life? Don't look at the person next to you. Just, just everybody, right? Okay. But we can't expect to overcome and get to the next level by continuing to go back to the people who enabled us in the first place. We need a Luigi in our life. Everybody give Luigi a hand. Thank you. So Paul had this Silas. He had, he had someone that he could rely on, that he could hold accountable, that they could hold each other accountable, that they could fight together. And that's why I think Paul and Silas, they turned things upside down because they knew their mission. They walked together. They fought together. And sometimes probably fought together, you know. But they overcame that and they had the same mind. And we need that in our lives. And then it says, what? The next truth. We need next level prayer and praise. It says that Paul and Silas were what? In their darkest time, they were together. They were praying and praising God, singing hymns to to each other. In their darkest time, Paul and Silas didn't get quiet. I know there's people here that, that you're maybe dealing with some things in your life and you're just struggling and you're frustrated and you're throwing the control and you just, you just so badly want to get to the next level. Can I, can I encourage you just in this next level prayer and praise? In your darkest time, don't let people silence you. Don't get quiet. Yeah. It's time to lift your voice to the Lord. You know? Do it. Do the roar. Okay, anyway. In their darkest times, they didn't get quiet. In fact, they didn't care who heard them. Well, Lord, I just want to pray real quiet because I don't want the person next to me hearing me what I'm saying. I ain't going to get you next level results, man. Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. I prayed today. That ain't going to get you next level results. I know. There was a time where Lindy was really struggling in her health. Like, really struggling. A lot of you have gone on that journey with us. And I knew that in that moment, I couldn't just be like, well, Lord, I hope you heal my wife. I had to get loud. And I had to get some Luigi's. Because I was ready to throw, Lord, what's going on? I'm losing my wife. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Is there something I did, right? Anybody been there? Is there something I did? Can I? And God encouraged me. Listen, you got to get closer to me. 
Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I thank you, Lord, that you're my wife's healer. I thank you that you're my healer. I thank you, Father God, that your word said that Jesus came and he took the stripes. So my wife no longer needs to be sick. My household no longer needs to be sick. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I don't even care what that person over there with a latte that's looking at me strange for. I know that I'm fighting for my wife. I'm fighting for my household. I'm fighting to get to the next level because I can't do it on my own. So I just scream out to you, Lord. I thank you. You're faithful. If we want next level results, we got to go to the next level. And Paul and Silas were in there, and they began to pray out loud. It says that the others heard them. Mm. Woo. Yeah. Makes you want to dance. What does your prayer life look like? Are we wishing for something and then trying to convince God to line up with what we want? Or are we desperately crying out and praying his word? You know, I was going to hit this box. Boom, boom, boom. The Bible come out, you know. Are we desperately praying his word? Not our wish. Y'all, write that down. Am I desperately praying my wishes or am I desperately praying his word? Because, you know, the old saying, you can wish in one hand and pray in the other. And find out which one fills up faster. Right? You ever ordered from wish.com? Don't do it, okay? All right. Spending time with him, not to just, have you spent time with him not just to get something? I love my kids, but if all they ever did wanted to spend time with me just so I could give them a present, that'd get annoying after a while, right? But I love it when they go, Dad, I just want to hang out with you. Oh. My love language is just hanging and touching, right? Like that's why I'm a hugger. So when my kids want to just hang with me, that makes more, that, I love that more than anything. Right? So are we open to his guidance, even if it means doing something out of your comfort zone? We can't just throw a Hail Mary and expect next level results. We can't just wait until something happens and we just throw a Hail Mary. Well, I hope this prayer sticks to the ceiling. That's not next level. This is next level. And I want to encourage you guys tonight. And I told you, or today I mean, I told you, I want to encourage you. I want to build you up. I want to see everyone. My passion is this church, to see every single person in this church truly. We have it on our wall next door because I tell the teenager, I say, it's not just a cute phrase. It's what I believe. When pastor asks me, put out, put out a, a vision and mission. What, what do you want fusion? And I said, well, it's not just fusion. I want this church. I want this community. And God put in me, he says, that we would see as God sees so we could become all that God created us to be. And then we just shortened it and said, become all that God created you to be. So my desires for that. So you want next level results? Here you go. We need some snot flying, face planted, knee bending, word shouting prayer in our lives. If you ain't snot flying, knee bending, face planting, word shouting, I want to encourage you. Falling on my face, not just for my wife, but for quite a few of you. And I know Pastor and Shar spent time, I know them, trust me, crying, snotting, face planting, in times that are hurtful 
because we know that that's next level. And we see results. We see results. Amen? How many snot flyers do we have? Amen. So we need his presence, and he draws near to our praise. We need next level praise. And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. I want to hear you even if you can't carry a tune. Why? Because you're not trying to entertain me. You're trying to get the attention of of heaven. We need his presence. We need the kind that brings walls down, that makes the enemy run. When you read the Bible, there's plenty of times where it says, man, there was things in the way. There was an army in the way. There was an enemy in the way. There was walls in the way. And what God had them do, shout! We need next level praise, Ray, right? I told Ray he needs more like guitar solos. Woo! That's just my opinion. That's not biblical. We need praise. I kind of, now this is my opinion. I noticed that after the whole pandemic, we lost some of our praise. I'm up here every week, just about. But not just here. I've noticed that. I've been to a few places. And this isn't condemning. I'm just saying, I don't know if it was just us not wanting to be next to each other. I don't know if it's not, we don't want to, you know, spit out COVID. I don't know what it is. But there's just, there's this, there's just something. And I noticed it today. And that's why I got up here and was emotional and got excited. I came up and I just noticed something changed. Because I was praying about it. I said, Lord, you know, it just feels like, you know, this, this church especially used to be a church that was just loud. Right? 40 years, man. Or 41 now. Of this church. Clapping and singing and dancing. And, and I just, not, like I said, it's not condemnation. I just, I just think if we want to see next level, we got to get to a place where we're loud. And I don't mean loud because you want to be noticed unless you're trying to get the attention of heaven. But that's stepping out of your, some of you are like, you ain't getting that. Well, that's it's stepping out of comfort zone, right? But you do you and I'll do me. And my wife said, I'll do me. I'll scream as loud as I can because I love Jesus. I said, you go right ahead, honey. And Isaac goes, no, mom, don't. 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 Right? But if we want next level results, we need next level praise. So next level partners, next level prayer and praise. And this is what I love about this. Is Paul and Silas could be sitting there and you're maybe in your darkest time and you're like, but I can't see my next results. Because here's my thing, is we need next level, you know, power, right? We need power. Playing the game of Mario, when I'd hit the box and get a star, I was excited because that meant I was invincible for a while. Right? And we need next level power. Some of us, including me, have tried to do stuff in our own strength. And we want to make it happen. Men... A lot of times it falls on us because we, we want to be that provider. We want to be that hero. And when we see our wife or our children and we can't fix it, that's hard. 
super hard. And so we keep trying to fix it in our own strength and we get frustrated and we, and we're ready to just quit and we don't know. And that's where it might actually, yeah, your youth pastor was in that position at one point where I was just like, God, I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything. I'm trying to lift her legs when she's having these seizures and Lord, and I don't know what's happening when she's going, you know, having these things. I don't know what to do. And I'm trying to just, I don't want her to be embarrassed. And so I'm trying to, Hey, and I'm doing everything I knew to do as a, as her husband and, but I was trying to do it on my own. So I had to take prayer and praise to the next level, but I also had to what? Go back to what I know. And I had to go and dive into next level power, just like Paul and Silas did. We try to get results, but we do the same thing over and over in our own power. Just like Mario and Luigi, we got to power up. That's why our prayer, praise, and our obedience are so crucial. We usher in God's presence and in his presence and power, What's in our way can't stand. When we have his presence and power, it's like God is with us and we have the power to be in the ability to do what he's asked us to do. Someone say, please, amen. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that shakes walls, that breaks chains and gives us boldness and strength. In Acts 1, 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. What? Telling people about me everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. See, Paul and Silas understood this. They understood. They knew Jesus, right? They understood the commission of going to all the world. They understood that the Holy Spirit would come upon them and that they would go preach everywhere. We need the power of God on our lives. We need to go to the next level. Salvation is great. It'll get you to heaven. But you also need to ask the Lord, Lord, I need the power of the Holy Spirit working in my life because I can't just do this on my own, in my own strength. And the fourth truth that I want to share with you today that we see in this scripture it led to this is their power, the power came upon them. It said it shook the prison, man. It shook their chains off. The power of God knocked the walls down. And some of you today, I want to tell you that when you put your faith in the Lord and when you receive this message, I believe as you begin crying out to him, as you begin snotty prayers, as you begin to just do these kind of things, I believe as you allow the Holy Spirit and the power of God to come upon you, that you begin to see walls in your life break and shake and fall. That you begin to see shackles, whatever that is, to begin to break and fall. Amen. It's going to be up to you to say, yes, I receive that. Paul and Silas were free. Yes. In that moment, they were free. They could have done this. Let's get out of here and run. But they have next level. This is the fourth truth. Next level passion and priorities. Next level passion and priorities. They were free. God shook those walls. And what happens in our lives and in my life, and I know in Lindy's life, is God shook some walls, broke some chains, right? And we were free. And we could have ran away and said, yes, we're free. But God says, you're free, but are you going to go and tell anybody or are you just going to keep this to yourself? Because there's a lot of other people that aren't free that need to know that they can be free. And so the, so Paul and Silas are now free. They're sitting in this prison and they're free. They could have said, ha ha, sucker. Too bad you're on the wrong side, Mr. Jailer. They could have got on their Facebook post and posted, you know what? God wins. And they could have put, God won, jailer zero, loser. 
But how many know that wouldn't have helped what happened next? This jailer knew that he would die if the prisoners escaped, and Paul and Silas could have said, well, you know what? You're getting what you, you knew what you were getting into when you joined the wrong side. We need next level passion or compassion and priority. But they understood their assignment. They understood their assignment, right? Yeah, Joe, you know. The priority and passion. What do we say? Tell people everywhere. They knew that Jesus said, go into all the world and share the good news of Jesus. Make disciples of all. Sure, they hated the prison, but they knew God loved the jailer as much as them. We can hate the prison, but God's called us to love the jailer and the prisoners inside. That'll preach. We want to see our family saved. We want to see our city saved. We want to see our country saved. Are we willing to step out even in our own inconvenience to put our own lives secondary or third at times even? Even if it's forgiving the jailer that's in your life. To share and to live out the gospel. We might not have the boldness, but the spirit in us does. I can't, I can't forgive them. Yeah, I know. I can't either. But the power of God in me can And the love of God in me can. And it's not easy. There's some hurtful things that have happened to all of us. But God's called us to forgive and to love even those who we disagree with. Is Is serving and loving others our passion and our priority? Because that's the next level. If we want to see results in our lives, we've got to have a passion like God has of serving others. You know, I tell Scott Meyer all the time, I said, man, you are one of the most passionate servers I know. I love just rubbing around him, just rubbing up on him. Like, give me some of that, Scott. In those days that I don't want to serve people because they get me angry, I want to rub around Scott because Scott serves people doesn't matter who they are. He's another Luigi in my life. Makes me better. People don't care what we say we are if we aren't passionate and live out what we say. I can't go to places and wear T-shirts that says God hates and whatever sin we think we need to put on there at the time. If Paul and Silas jumped out of their shackles and put on shirts that says God hates jailers, the jailer would have never heard the gospel. That'll preach too. Another message. People don't care if we say we're a follower of Christ if we don't live it out and show them what Christ would do. This man was saved and in the process even brought healing to Paul and Silas's wounds. You can put this on your Facebook or Instagram today if you want. When we serve others, it brings healing to us. When we serve others, it brings healing to us. You want some healing in your life? Start serving others. It's amazing what happens. Our, our passion should be what God loves, people. Our priority should be to make him uh, famous and put him first. We need to flood this city and those around us with the good news in speech and conduct so they will say what? The same thing the jailer said. What must I do to be saved? John 3, 16, 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not what? Perish but have eternal life. And Jesus didn't come into the world to what? Jesus didn't come into the world to what? Condemn the world but to save it. 
Our passion and priority should be what Jesus' passion and priority. God saved us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ. People don't know about it. Our passion should be to tell them about it. And then what? Not condemn them. Hey, woman, all these religious people want to throw stones at you because they don't agree with your lifestyle. What should, what should I do? Well, as Jesus, he said, I don't condemn you. But also, he didn't stop there. He did say, now go sin no more. But he didn't condemn her. He didn't blast her for it. His love and compassion. In fact, the Bible says it's God's kindness that leads us. to Just by a show of hands, how many of you would, would have gotten saved if someone came up to you and screamed at you and told you how bad you were? Anybody? Or maybe you did, but it didn't last long. How many of you got saved because someone shared a message out of love and was passionate about who, what they believed in and they cared about it enough to share it with you? Raise your hand. We need next level passion and priorities in our lives. I'm almost done here. If they know our favorite sports team, our favorite movie, our favorite book, our favorite cars, our favorite celebrities, they should know who our Savior is and know his love. I should have got, oh, yeah, out of that one. But I'm guilty. I'm guilty. That's why I said I won't. I'm guilty. God, God really spoke to me one day because I was like, you know, I'm willing to talk. Oh, this is great. Pastor shared it a couple weeks ago, you know, and he's like, hey, you know, Drew's all excited because I came and talked to him about the Obi-Wan TV show, you know, Star Wars, you know. And, and I found myself being passionate, talking to everybody about all this cool stuff. And, and there's days where I walk right past people that I know need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not good. Because Obi-Wan, as much as he can look like a Baptist Jesus, he can't save anybody. But Jesus can save us. So let's take our passion for Jesus and people and priority uh, to put him first to the next level. And the last one that I want to share with you today, this one, you'll either receive it or you guys will fire me. It's kind of funny. It kind of makes me nervous. That's right, baby. I can go back to plumbing. Okay. I'll be, Mar- I'll be Mario. Next level parenting. Like they used to always say, either say, oh, me or oh, my. One of the two. God really spoke to me. He said, whether I want to admit it or not, I lead by example. Our kids mimic what they see us do. They don't care what we say. They care what we do. This, in my humble opinion, but I really believe this with all my heart. We don't have a, let me say this right. I don't think we just have like a gun or a violence problem. I don't think we have like, you know, just a mental health problem. I do believe we have that. But I think if we stop and just take a moment, we have a heart issue in our country and in this world. It starts with the heart. And a lot of times is we also have a fatherless problem in our country. And that's a whole other message too, but it really comes to a heart issue of children and people that have hurts and are broken and they're finding outlets and they're listening to the wrong outlets and and there's just a lot of this going on. Now, I'm not saying that there's not truth on some of those others, but I'm just focusing there is a heart issue. 
And we need next level parenting slash mentoring. If we want to see results. You know why? Because I hear people say this all the time. You know, I, I wish our city could do this. Our town has so much potential. You know what? These kids, you know, if we could just see these kids or, or something bad happens, it's like, well, if that kid would have, and it, it's, it's constant. And I've been working with teenagers for almost 22 years. And, the, and I, I feel like I'm getting close to being somewhat being an expert in this field. And I always find that a lot of times it's, it's, it's that the kids want so badly to, to, to see an example in their life that's going to push them towards good things. And so I'm very careful with this because I'm not out to condemn anyone because I'm definitely not even close to being a number one parent. But we need next-level parenting, especially in the church. Because Carter, my, my, here, here's Carter, and maybe this will help you. I have a one-year-old granddaughter, one years old. And I'll pick her up, and somebody that has daughters or kids, and I'll pick her up, and she'll look at me, and I'll go, eh. And she'll look at me and go, eh. And I go, ooh. And she'll look back at me and go, ooh. And Lindy will get these, she's smart. She's the smartest kid in the world, but <laughs> she, and I'll get little, and Lindy will get little blocks for her and Lindy will show her and then knock them down. Actually, Carter comes and knocks them down, <laughs> but then Carter will come up and I'll say, build and Carter, cause she watched Lindy. She'll pick up the blocks and she'll pick up the blocks and she stacks those things. And I thought, that's it. Whether we want to admit it. Our kids mimic what they see us do. We can say whatever we want. We can bring them to church. But if our attitude coming to church is, well, it's what we're doing. We're going to fight all the way. And guess what? We have to go to church just because it's Sunday. Then is this okay? It's okay because I'm going to share it anyway because I was fighting with this all morning and the Lord said do it anyway. So I'm just going to share it. If our faith, if our church, if our youth ministry, if our prayer, and if our praise becomes non-priority, and our jobs, our sports, our other passions top the list, then for the next generation, it becomes obsolete. That's why I said, I hope you still love me at the end. I said, Lord, should I say this? And I really felt my heart. You can ask my wife. He said, say it. If any of our, the things with God become a non-priority, then to the next generation it becomes obsolete. And I can show you all the statistics from 50 years ago to now. Lord, help me. That's my cry. Lord, help me to do what I need to do. He, the father, the reason why I share this is he, the father, was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God and he, his whole household. Did you know that statistics say that when dad comes to Christ first and makes it a priority, that 90% of the families will follow compared to just 70% if it's just the mom? Alone. So fathers, you matter. Moms, you obviously matter. In fact, our churches would shut down if we didn't have moms and women. That's funny and it's cool. My passion is that we need more dads and we need more fathers in this country. 
We have great men in this church. I salute you. I salute you. You are amazing. I love how you love on these teenagers. I love how you love on the kids. I love how you serve this community. I love how you continue to be the best that you know to be. I'm just encouraging you, number one, take it to the next level. Number two, show another dad that doesn't know how. Right? Moms, the Bible says find some young women. Start loving on them. Start showing them what it means to be a woman. Right? So what it means to, because some of them just don't know. They don't know, and they just want to learn. Trust me, I'm around it all the time. They just, want, they just want people in their lives who are ready to say, I believe in you, I encourage you. So let's take that next level parenting slash mentoring, and we'll see next level results. Amen? 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 Let's make God a priority. Joshua 24, 15, it says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. But what if they hate church and I make them come? Well, do you hate church? Do you love it? Are you passionate? Are you excited that you make the whole morning? Guess what we get to go? I can't wait. And then you say, well, it's kind of late. Well, do you make them go to school? Do you make them go to their job? Do you make them go to their sports? Do you make them? Which ones? Anyway. I'm not going to go into motion. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So what do we do with these truths? As the praise and worship team comes up today. What do we do with what I just shared? Well, I know what I did. When I saw that in the scripture, I immediately said, God, oh my. I'm a broken man. What am I going to do? And he said, just start where you're at. Just start where you're at. He didn't condemn me. I don't condemn him. Just start where you're at. I'm just telling you what happened with Paul and Silas. How did they get to turning the world upside down? How many of you still want to turn the world upside down? How many want to just turn your life upside down? How many just want to turn your home upside down? If we want to get next level results, we need to get level, next level things. We can't keep doing what we've always been done and expect different results. We can't just believe in God. We must believe God. If he said it, he's not a liar. And we can trust him. We can't complain about our situation and all the negative things and not be a part of the solution. We can't choose to live by the word of God and then surround ourselves with people who challenge or contradict that very word. As a church, we must be willing to take our lives to the next level and make God bigger in our lives and in this city. I want to see the city turned upside down. I want to be known one day. I love that. If I was to die today, I would hope that I would want, I, I really do, on my tombstone, I would love, here, here lies a man who loved Jesus and turned things upside down. That's what I want to strive for. I don't, I don't think I've even come close to arriving, but that's my goal. And I hope that that's your prayer too this morning, is that you would say, you know what, I, one day when I pass beyond and go to heaven, if you're a believer today and you pass on today and you go to heaven, that, that people would know you as someone who loved Jesus and turned their world upside down. Amen?
So next level partners, next level prayer and praise, next level power, next level passion and priorities, and next level parenting. Remember, start whatever level you're on. Second, know that you're not a failure. You're a learner. And third, you can do it when God is your power source. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? How many have received this today? But we prayed at the beginning, make room and do whatever you want to do. Even if it hurts, Lord. Even if it hurts. I've got many Luigi's in my life that I'm so thankful for. Thankful for you, Chad. What's the name of that mushroom in Super Mario? Anybody want to help me out here, Josh? Toad, thank you. Toad is like the little brother of Super Mario's. It's like the Timothy, right? I've got a little I've got a lot of Timothys in my life too. And I'm thankful for you. And my prayer for you today, guys, when I say guys, I mean everybody, is that you will make room. And that you'll take this message and that you'll receive it and that you'll pull it in. And wherever you are in that level, you won't let the enemy condemn you and make you feel like you're a failure in any of those areas. But instead, you'll say, what's cool is I get a next level to go to. And the power of God can help me get to that next level. Because even Paul said, I have not arrived But what did he do? He still turned things upside down because he took every single day and said, I'm going to take my life to the next level. Why? Because I want next level results. And when you're content, stop being content and go to the next level. And run that race and keep going forward. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.